You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Far and Away by Lisa on Gossamer. Rating Mature. Part 1. And the days go by, doing nothing about them. How much time will I have to spend? Scully ran her fingers over the raised print on the business card again and again. It belonged to a man she had met at a seminar three weeks ago. He offered her a job, in fact, and she told him she'd think about it, but she was just being polite. Now she was considering it, more and more each day. The job was with the CDC in Atlanta. They were looking for top medical professionals to assist with the special project. That project involved development of cancer classification systems, a disease in which she had firsthand knowledge with during her lifetime. Scully had become more and more interested in its prevention and treatment since her own recovery. Her background in forensic pathology seemed to set her apart from the other possible candidates. A chance to really use her medical training. Science, facts and figures, outcomes, very different from her work now. Ever since they were reassigned to the X-Files, Mulder seemed even more intent on finding the truth. What Scully didn't expect was Agent Diana Fowley's presence in their quest to find the truth. It seemed she was always involved in their investigations. Scully was increasingly feeling like a third wheel. She and Mulder both agreed on how to proceed with the current case every time. It's like they were completely in sync with each other's plan and way of doing things. Scully felt alone and isolated from her partner. She also wondered if Mulder and Diana were involved again. It was none of her business, but she didn't trust Fally, and she feared Mulder may get hurt. That's what bothered her the most. If he wanted to be with her, there was little Scully could do about it, but witness the process unfold. That would be too unbearable. This opportunity was the chance to have a normal life. It was waiting for her. She just had to take the first step. Mulder walked into the office on time for a change and looking like he was in a good mood. Scully, we're going to South Carolina, he said excitedly. Why? she asked, sitting at his desk, absently fingering a pen. This time I know it's next file, he boasted. I'll tell you both about it on the plane. Both of us? Scully questioned. Yeah, Diana too. Mulder started grabbing some files and shoving them in an empty briefcase. Why is she coming? To help us with the case, he replied. Why else? Mulder, I thought we were assigned to the X-Files, Scully commented. We are. She's just providing some extra help, Mulder assured his partner. For the past couple of months? What's wrong, Scully? I just think. You're jealous, Mulder grinned. That's not true, she snapped. Maybe a little, she thought. Whatever, Scully. Come on. Go get packed. He grabbed the briefcase and headed for the door. I can't, Scully announced. I'm busy. Sorry. Yeah, right. Too busy for work? I'm sure I can find something to work on that doesn't waste the Bureau's time and money, Scully explained. Besides, the two of you didn't need me back then, and you don't now. She brushed past him and up the stairs. Mulder started after her in disbelief. He didn't expect those harsh words coming from her. He also didn't expect them to hurt as much as they did. Scully took the next few days while Mulder was away to call Dr. Alan Gabriel 
and inquire if the job was in fact still available. It was. She made arrangements to come down to Atlanta and meet with him. Also, she put things in motion to relocate to the South. Her new employer said he would mail some information to her about the CDC and its location, along with a map of the city. The next day, Scully went to see Skinner and explained the events of the past few weeks. I'm sorry. I had no idea you were so unhappy, he commented. I feel it's time for me to move on. I need a change, Scully stated, with as little emotion as possible. If it's feasible, I'd like to leave for Atlanta for a few days to touch base with the people I'll be working with there. I can understand you want to change, but what about Agent Mulder? Skinner pointed out. Mulder will be fine by himself, sir, Scully replied. Of course I'll tell him. You haven't said anything about this to him? Skinner thought she would have discussed this important decision with him, given how close they were. I just haven't gotten around to it. We've both been so busy. Of course, Skinner said, but wasn't so sure that was the reason. Scully got up from the chair and started to leave. Scully, he began softly. Good luck. I'm sure you'll do well. I hope you're appreciated as much at the CDC as you are here. Thank you, sir, Scully said. I'll let you know when I get settled. She opened the door. I'd appreciate that, he replied. Take care. I will. Scully saw unexpected emotion in his eyes. You too, she added. Mulder got back from South Carolina about two hours ago. The investigation didn't go as well as he'd hoped. The residents of the small southern town were not as forthcoming with information. It was reported that the military were doing secret experiments on many of the women. They had developed a rare form of cancer. Mulder suspected that the government was involved and perhaps would lead him to some information about Scully's cancer and subsequent remission. He never got the chance to explain this to her before she made her feelings clear about Diana. Scully was right. Diana had been more involved in the X-Files lately. He liked it. It was comfortable. They both thought along similar lines. She was more open to extreme possibilities. But he missed Scully playing devil's advocate. Sometimes the reality of science was what he needed to keep him in check. Mulder had been lying here on the couch thinking about how he had been taking Scully for granted lately. Her science, her truths, her presence. He was going to tell her first thing in the morning how much he appreciated her. He had been an asshole recently and was going to do his damnedest to remedy that. There was a soft knock at the door, just as he was drifting into a light sleep. I know it's late, Mulder, but can I come in? Scully asked. Sure. Scully was unsure how to begin to tell Mulder this. She'd been agonizing over it for days, for the right words, fearing his reaction. Upset, shock, surprise. She played scenarios out in her mind every night before she fell asleep. Scully? I'm leaving the bureau, she stated matter-of-factly. What are you talking about? He faced her, a look of astonishment written on his face. I've accepted a job with the CDC in Atlanta. I'm leaving tomorrow to look for an apartment, Scully explained. Just like that? Scully relayed to him about the seminar and about the doctor whom she'd met that was looking for another researcher to join his team. Mulder heard her but wasn't listening. He couldn't believe she was leaving. How could she do this to him? You're just telling me now, he asked. Why, Scully? I, I didn't get around to it earlier. We've been so busy lately. 
Bullshit. You know it, Mulder replied. She was startled by his words. I need a change, Mulder. I guess that's a good enough excuse. You're punishing me because of Diana's involvement with the X-Files, Mulder answered. Not everything is about you, Skelly remarked. This is for me. I'm sorry you had to put up with me for so long. He was hurt. This seems so unlike her. I have a lot to do, Scully said softly. I've got to go. Wait, can I help you do anything, pack or something, he offered. I haven't found a place to live yet. I'm going to stay in a hotel while I look. If I need any help, I'll let you know. Scully appreciated his offer. She could tell he was upset with her news. She knew he would be. All right, he mumbled. I'll see you in a week or so. Mulder nodded. Scully left his apartment, trying to hide the tears in her eyes. Scully spent the week orienting herself with her new job in the city of Atlanta. Her coworkers seemed nice and helpful. The same thing couldn't be said about Atlanta. She was having a little trouble finding her way around the city. The apartments were expensive, even more so than Georgetown. She was considering a couple of places in Buckhead, but hadn't finalized any plans yet. She found herself thinking about Mulder and their conversation in his apartment. It was just like him to think this was all about Diana Fowley. Okay, maybe it was a little, but she had a right to her feelings. It seemed they were going in circles and not finding the truth at all. Mulder feels the truth is out there, but if that's the case, it's so cleverly hidden from them. She was having a real hard time believing they would come across anything remotely resembling the so-called truth. It's not that she wished Mulder would fail, but he needs to come to terms with reality. That may not happen soon, and she needed to get on with her life. But why did she feel like she was taking the easy way out? Scully's Apartment, Georgetown The apartment was empty. Today was the day. Scully had finished the rest of the packing with a little help from Mulder. They didn't say anything to each other during the process, except when he wanted to confirm what box her items were supposed to go in. She just wanted to get on with her new life. I guess that's it, Scully announced. The movers left about 15 minutes ago. She and Mulder were double-checking her apartment. I'll just send anything I find to you, Mulder told her. As soon as I get to the hotel, I'll call you. Scully was staying in a hotel until her new apartment was ready. They stood there looking at each other, unsure of how to say goodbye. Mulder made the first move, wrapping his arms around her in a long embrace. I'll miss you, he whispered against her hair before letting her go. Those words echoed in her head during the long drive. Embassy Suites, Atlanta, Georgia. Mulder was on his second drink at the downstairs bar. Scully had called him, giving him her phone number and address of the hotel she was staying at. He just had to see her one last time, and he got the next flight out of Dulles. She didn't know he was here, and he was trying to gather up the courage to make it up to her room. The alcohol was making it a little easier. Scully was about to crawl into bed when someone was at her door. No one knew where she was staying. Maybe it was an employee who mistakenly thought she ordered room service. Mulder, what the hell are you doing here? It's nice to see you again too, he remarked, making his way into the room. I just had to see you again, Scully, he mumbled, before you left me for good. You've been drinking, she stated. I've been at the bar, yes, he said, but not drunk. I think you need to get some sleep. Are you staying here too? 
Scully was tired and didn't need this right now. Mulder was really trying to accept this. I want you to be happy, and if this will do it, then it's better you're here. It's better. She wasn't sure she remembered what happiness was anymore. Is this what you came all this way to tell me? She asked. You could have told me that on the phone and saved yourself the trip. I couldn't have done this over the phone. He kissed her lightly on the lips. Scully's mind flashed back to the hallway before the beast stung her. Was this what it was going to feel like? It was good, but she pulled away from him. Mulder, what's gotten into you? What's wrong with a goodbye kiss? As I recall, we already said our goodbyes, she remarked. Wasn't enough for me, Scully. He touched her cheek, his fingertips brushing her hair. It wasn't enough. Wasn't enough for her either. The hug seemed so inadequate to what they'd been through together. But there were boundaries to be respected, rules to be followed. Mulder moved his arms around her waist, anchoring her against his body. He pressed soft kisses on her forehead, her eyelids, her cheeks, until his lips made their way to hers. This kiss was much different than a few moments ago. Mulder's tongue made its way into her mouth, devouring hers. It happened so fast, Scully thought. Mulder's body touching hers, his warm hands gliding over her back, his mouth all over her. He smelled like whiskey and something else. Not really cologne, but maybe it was just his scent. She'd never been this close to him before to know. Whatever it was, she was under its spell. They both slid down onto the bed, Mulder's fingers working on unbuttoning her pajama top, his lips against her neck, then her collarbone. He stopped and untangled himself from her, sitting on the edge of the bed. We can't do this, he told her. I don't have anything, any protection. Hmm, what? Scully was slow to catch up. Her body was tingling from Mulder's lips, but her mind knew he stopped. No, don't stop, Mulder. Don't stop, she thought. It was funny. Now he was being the sensible one, and she was ruled by her emotions. Scully shook her head. It's okay, Mulder, really. She wound her arms around his waist, pressing herself against his back. I trust you with everything, she whispered into his neck. Everything. That was the last conversation they had that night. They didn't need words. Each seemed to know what the other wanted. The absence of communication was communication in of itself. They spoke the language of devotion to each other. They made love that night, with a passion kept stifled way too long. Mulder stood at the window, opening the curtain a little, and stared at the traffic below. He got out of the bed a few minutes ago, fearing Scully would wake up and tell him to leave that it had been a mistake. They shouldn't have made love. Somehow it seemed fitting that this happened when she was leaving. Hell, she was already gone. He turned to watch her sleep. She looked beautiful. It was still hard for him to believe last night really happened. This should be a beginning, but instead was the end. Mulder went over to her, leaning down, kissing her gently on the forehead. Scully stirred and opened her eyes. She smiled up at him. Hey, she mumbled. This was so awkward. They were separated now, but she felt closer than ever to him. Mulder pulled on his shirt, walking across the room. Scully picked up her top from the bedside floor, hastily buttoning it and walking over to her lover. The look in her eyes conveyed a message of uncertainty. 
She rested her head against his chest. It wasn't long enough, he said softly. Scully was unsure if he was referring to the night or their lovemaking or both. God, this was so hard. You could stay for a day or so, she suggested. It'll only make it harder, Mulder told her. I know, she whispered. I'm going to miss you so much. Mulder gathered her in his arms. I miss you already. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>